So guys, how's life? Hey, how's everybody doing? Hit me up. Let me know. I'm here. I'm not only here for you guys to listen to me speak. I'm here to listen to you guys too. So hit me up. I'm interested in knowing how everybody's doing. DM me. Email me. S0 guys. How's life? On Instagram, TikTok, and at gmail.com. So I know I missed a day. I was supposed to drop another episode last week, but I have found out that my son had COVID and then it trickled into everybody in the house. So yeah, I've been dealing with that. But let's get back to the story that I'm telling. Um, I was dealing with a lot of things before my miscarriage, before I got into my relationship, before I met my husband, things that I never put a close to. I was already on the brink of being depressed and the miscarriage just like added on to it as well. But then certain things pushed me over the edge that happened after. But in order for you guys to understand my mental state after I had my my miscarriage, I have to tell you the things that happened to me beforehand. So I have mentioned a few times that I was in an extremely verbally abusive relationship again it wasn't just solely on the other person I am to blame as well but things happened there that I still mentally haven't been able to deal with I'm still now realizing and recovering from certain things that happened during that relationship so that's one thing that was a trigger already then I had a little uh, distancing a little separation from one of my really good friends I felt betrayed and backstabbed by this person because of a stupid guy who's irrelevant now also directly before I got in the relationship with my husband or like kind of like simultaneously while I was beginning my connection and my relationship with my husband I was sexually harassed and assaulted by my boss so that's another thing that (laughs) added on I'm going to talk about this but not in this series but that is something that affected me mentally when I was in the relationship with my husband when we first started and people found out people were very against it in our job I don't know why (laughs) but they were very against it then there was this whole um legal issue (laughs) A legal issue to where my husband was unable to get a job for a while. So we have abusive relationship. We have assault. We have legal matters. We have falling out with a friend. So these are all things that was going on. And I never really expressed how much they affected me. Never really wanted to go there and accept that I was being affected by these things. But it is a contributing factor to the height of my depression so all of those things right and yes they were like okay year two years before my miscarriage but I never dealt with them I never come to terms with what was happening in my life I used to when I was younger I used to express myself all the time but I got such a negative reaction from that because my expression was negative I got negative reaction in turn so I ended up keeping things to myself and not expressing myself I ended up 
just internalizing all my emotions because these are things that I'm constantly being told when I express myself and say the things that I'm going through. After a while of being told that, you start to believe it. And I start to believe I'm being dramatic and it's not that serious. I don't need to dwell on these things, you know? If I dwell on them and I think about them and I am upset about them, I'm looked at as weak and like I can't handle life because everybody goes through life. Everybody goes through these things. So I had mentioned that I had went on a job interview and now I don't want to talk too much about work, but I have to in this situation in order for everybody to understand what was happening. I'm the type of person that I get fired a lot or I quit because I'm not going to tolerate certain behaviors, but I'm able to bounce back. I'm the type of person that I will quit or get fired today and tomorrow I will go on an interview and I will get the job on the spot. Well, I attribute some of that to being ADHD. This is something that I'm realizing now. Back then I didn't. And I don't want to use my ADHD as a crutch or an excuse or anything like that. But for some of the things that I've gotten fired for or when I've quit (laughs) spontaneously, it is part of my ADHD. It is an impulse control. It is a chemical issue that I was not monitoring. There are many situations in which I have gotten fired or I've quit. And if I had the proper documentation, that would not have been a thing because of my special needs. I was not aware of this until recently. I was always fighting for the wrong thing. I was always fighting because I felt like I wasn't being treated like everybody else, but I wasn't everybody else. I was different and I needed to be fighting for the fact that I was different. And in no way am I making excuses for my behaviors in some of my jobs. Like, (laughs) I was a freaking lunatic. So... I had mentioned that I went on a job interview while I was sick. I was freaking out because I didn't hear from that job. (laughs) I went through my whole like few months of pregnancy and my miscarriage and I heard nothing from that job. Then one day the guy called me and was like, hey, I'm going to send over the paperwork and this is the position that I'm offering you. I need the paperwork by X, Y, and Z time. So I did that. Like I had said before, this is somebody that was working in a company that I've worked with before. But this was a completely different company. The job was in childcare. When I started the job, um, I started off as a floater, right? So I was getting paid the least amount of money of everybody. Well, I don't know about everybody in the building because I know I don't know how much the front desk was making. But of all the teachers, of all the people that were involved with the children, I was getting paid the least along with the other floater. I know they say don't discuss your salary, but discuss your salary because if you're not getting paid fairly, you need to fight that. So we discussed it. We were getting paid the same. Couldn't really argue. I was going back and forth from um, infant room, toddler room, and preschool rooms. When I first started, I was mostly in the infant room. And it was very quiet because it was a very, it wasn't a new place. It was a newly bought place. So there was a name change. And apparently this place had many name changes. That's suspicious. (laughs) That's weird. Anyways. So everything was brand new. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful facility. Oh my God. Even the working environment was great at 
first coming in i was working with infants i hate working with infants not that i hate them but i hate working with infants because i'm scared those are new little teeny babies and people are very very specific when it comes to their newborn kids a duh and i think we were getting them from five weeks and i loved it i loved working there it was an amazing place to work like the bosses they seemed to be great they cared about your mental health they asked you how you were doing well at least one of them did <laughs> they asked how you were doing they were very into how the staff was feeling staff seemed nice but i'm going to be a hundred percent honest i'm always going to be a hundred percent honest in this podcast i did feel a little racial divide i am half black and half puerto rican oftentimes Black people don't accept me because I have my half Puerto Rican. Hispanic people don't accept me because I have my half Black. So there's that issue there. In this place, it was mostly proud Black women. And I love that. Great for that. Support that. They weren't too fond of us Hispanics. I felt uncomfortable sometimes. At first, it was great. You know, because I'm dark-skinned. But then I think when they found out that I was Hispanic, I understood Spanish. I don't speak Spanish, but I understood Spanish. I talked to the kids in Spanish. The little Spanish that I know, I can teach little preschoolers Spanish. Not, I can't have a conversation with you about your life in Spanish. Don't talk to me. I can't do it. But once that was apparent and once I was put in the room with another Hispanic teacher, there was issues. That was one issue that I had with the, with the staff was the fact that I felt awkward like when my ethnicity would be brought up it was a little weird it was like they didn't really want us there until the white girl came then it was like oof I like you (laughs) there was there was a lot of issues there but the issues weren't towards me like I saw where the issues were like the Hispanic teacher that I was with she got fired like on the fifth day like it was strange so this place was a little all over the place I was a floater I stated this before I was a floater and the Hispanic teacher came in she was the lead teacher they didn't have a assistant I think the assistant got a better job the one that was supposed to be for that room got a better job so they say hey you want to be the assistant teacher fine still getting paid floater money whatever so I came in I was the assistant teacher in the one-year-old classroom I swear to you that classroom was cursed because no teacher lasted in that classroom that lead teacher in that classroom lasted like well five days something like that and then she got fired I know why she got fired like her language and her attitude was a little bit not conducive for children like I don't care (laughs) Some parents don't care because you're if you're loving on their child, it's not a big deal. She said some things culturally, I understand, but the I don't know what the hell she was. Some bitch in charge <laughs> didn't like it because her title changed and I don't know. And she was fucking having a, a, a position trip. I don't know what the fuck was going on with her life. And I saw her reaction. So when the teacher would say things like oh you're being a little greedy boy like joking around like the kid was grabbing other people's food instead of going to the kid and saying no don't grab the food she said oh you're being a little greedy boy I understand I took enough trainings to know that you can't say things like that but it was things like that like culturally you could have just pulled her aside and said you can't say things like that coached her taught her this was her first teaching thing but she had the degree so she got the 
lead teacher position. I had the experience, so they put me with her. But you could just pull her aside. Be a good boss and power tripping and coach your staff. Tell your staff, hey, you can't use language like this because it's offensive. It can be perceived as unprofessional. Do that instead of causing a confrontation. So that teacher left. (laughs) Then there was another teacher that came in. I don't remember if it was after some other teacher. I don't know. There was so many teachers in that room. It was ridiculous. And I just sat there for everything. I went through all the teachers. One teacher, she was from the infant room. On my first day, I was within the infant room. And that was her room. I don't know if she was the lead teacher or not, or she was the assistant, but they like to have this little thing where it was like, there's no lead teacher. We're all co-teachers. No, bitch, because I'm not getting the same pay as these motherfuckers with degrees, but I got the experience. It's not a co-teacher situation. I'm not going to be doing all the paperwork, all the work, if I'm not getting paid the money. I mean, I was getting paid good money. That place was great with the money, but... I was getting paid significantly less than the head teachers. I understand it's because of degree, but don't call me no co-teacher. I am an assistant teacher. I will be doing assistant work. You're not going to make me do head teacher work if I'm not going to get the head teacher pay. Even if it's the lowest bracket, I will accept that. But that's not what's happening here. We're not co-teachering up in this bitch. Unless we get co- And my ass still up in here getting paid floater money. You think I'm a (laughs) co-teach? Anyways. I had worked with her in the infant room. I should have known. Like, I should have had some red flag. When you work in childcare, one of the first things that people ask you, whether it be parents, co-workers, bosses, whatever, the first question people ask you, do you have any kids? Now, my miscarriage was very fresh. I think it was, like, maybe two months or a month, three months top. Very fresh. They asked me if I have kids. So on my first day there, yes, I told them. I said, no, I had a miscarriage. The assistant teacher or whatever she was, the other teacher that was in there that didn't go to the one-year-old classroom, she was like, oh my God, why are you here then? Like, (laughs) the heck, are you okay? That's how she phrased it. Like, are you okay? The other teacher was like, well, she needs money, right? So (laughs) that should have been a red flag. Hello. Listen, Madi, listen when people talk. (laughs) But I didn't. (laughs) Um, she said a lot of other things that day too. It was like, you know, what are you? And her reactions were a little like, ugh, you know? So when she came into that classroom, she was very upset because she liked her infant classroom. And I'm, you know what? I don't hold none of that against her because when I was moved from position to position, I was pissed off too when I took it out on my coworkers, which was wrong. And now karma is a fucking bitch because that girl set the standards for that job. When she came in the classroom, she was very upset. She felt it was mine and the other teacher's fault that was in the room. I don't remember which teacher this was. I don't remember if it was a Hispanic teacher that got fired on day five or if it was somebody else or teacher that I was going to beat the shit out of. So she thought it was our fault. I don't think it was. I think it was a Hispanic teacher. So she was mad. She was like, oh, these people can't teach. And now I'm being brought into here. So let me tell you, the one-year-old classroom that I was in had mostly staff children manager children or staff members families or very close friends children so i was in the what do you call that famous kids class most important kids class that's not an environment anybody wants to be in you don't want to be in the room with the most important kids because they are going to be on your ass i do my job i don't care i do my job (laughs) 
<laughs> I do my job. Follow all the rules. I do everything by the book. That's the type of person I am. You give me rules, I'm going to stick by those rules. That's why in retail, I had a lot of trouble because if you tell me I can't take a return and then they start yelling at me, calling me all types of bitches and then the manager comes and says, oh yeah, sure, I'll do your return. I look like a dumbass because I'm following your rules. I'm a, I'm a rule follower. So me working with the top kids, <laughs> the most important kids, the MVP of kids, didn't bother me. I don't care to be recorded. I don't care for none of that. Like, I don't care. I'm going to do my job regardless. When that teacher came in, she was very upset because, you know, she had more of an eye on her. I don't blame her. Not upset with that. I'm upset with the way that she came to me. Everybody who knows me knows that I don't, don't call me Damaris because that's an insult. Don't do that. The only person that does that is my father. And the only reason why he calls me Damaris is because... I never had that relationship to tell him, like, hey, don't call me that. Um, Everybody calls me Maddie. But that was a problem to her. I guess maybe because she couldn't pronounce it or whatever the case may be. But she was upset. Oh, why Maddie? Why you gotta, why can't you just use your real name? And I told her, I said, because my abusive father was the only person that called me that. So I don't want that. She was like, well, then you need therapy or something because to be holding that stuff. Like, bitch, shut up. <laughs> That was like one of the things she said. Then she said some other, like she was constantly belittling me. Like she would say, like if I said something wrong or if I did something, she would have a retort. I would have one right back. Like you say something, but the thing is that she was mean about it. So like she would say, oh, why you did this like this? Oh, because I'm ADHD. Oh, well then you shouldn't be working. That's the mentality she had. Cause she just wanted to hurt you. Like whatever you said, she just wanted to hurt. That's how it started for me working there. And it didn't get any better then we had that other teacher that white lady this is very important that she's white because she was saying and doing certain things around and to these ethnic children we had black latino some others but were of color and she would constantly 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 say and do things that were highly racial (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so inappropriate and offensive. And this is what brought me and the other teacher together because, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Like, we went to the park. Like, the park we went to, we were in we were in the hood. <laughs> so the park that we went to had hood-like activity going on. So there was, like, a little baggie on the floor. Like, let me tell you. Let me tell you. We don't come in those baggies, <laughs> but she found this little like it looked, like legit it looked like a little coke bag, and she was like, "Oh, um, look at him over there playing by the little dime bag. Oh, go go play with your dime bag, little kid. Like, <laughs> what? How are you gonna say that to a little kid? Like, she would give little little jabs and say little things like, oh." I'm over here working with these underprivileged children and I don't know how to relate to them. I've never been poor. Like, yo, do you want everybody to jump you? Because you asking for it. Me and her had ended up getting into like a little altercation. Not an altercation because I feel like altercations are physical. We got into a little verbal spat, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) I had mad ideas. So, you know, my husband's a photographer. I was like, 
let me try to get some more money for my family. And I was trying to tell them about doing photo shoots because it was also a maternity program in the facility as well. So I'm like, yo, y'all should offer some types of services. You know, y'all should do something like that. I was trying to finesse the situation. But this lady took it upon herself to go and tell higher ups my idea that I never spoke to her about. She even went as far as to take pictures that my husband had took from the closet, that I had them in the closet, and show them. Like, hey, this is what we were thinking, and this is his work. Like, yo, <laughs> the entitlement was real. <laughs> I am not one to ever hold my tongue. So I went to her and I told her, and I was like, who gave you permission to speak on behalf of my husband's company? Who even told you about the plan and that you had any right to speak about it? She said, oh, I thought I was just doing you a favor. No, you were trying to take credit for my idea. And I don't know if they had liked the idea or what it was, but it was not presented the right way. And I spoke to the director, the one who had hired me. He seemed a little annoyed at the fact that she did that. Because I went and I told him, I don't care. I was a little snitch. And I was up in his office and I was like, you need to get that bitch before somebody get her. Because... I will. I am that person. And every time I went up to them, they handled the situation. And that's how they were. You go to them with an issue with your coworker and they handled it until they weren't. At some point, they stopped giving a fuck. And it could have been because so much was going on. So they started bad-mouthing the director. I don't know who these ladies were. I swear to you, I don't know who these ladies were. They were higher. They weren't even... For the facility, they were like the higher ups that oversee other facilities. But they were there all the time because we were short staff and weren't being run properly. They just started changing everything. Like I said, that girl came in, she had her little face, she wanted that bitch fired and she got fired. Any issues that this lady had, like this lady was well connected. Um, Let's call her, we gonna call her Shady. So Shady was the was one of the higher ups and she was very involved in some of the issues that I was having. She had favorites. There were some employees that she was very close to, to that she mentored or whatever. Then she had some I don't know if it was family members or close friends, children that were in there. And it seemed like everybody was related and everybody had their kid in there. So there were five students that were staff's kids and there was only eight kids in the classroom so every little thing was an issue teachers were going in and out of this classroom because then when that racist lady (laughs) left the classroom she was put in a different classroom then another teacher came in all this time I'm still getting paid floater money and I'm being an assistant teacher but I was a floater whenever the hell they felt like it. When they were short staffed in a different room, I was in that room. And I didn't complain because I didn't want to be in that one-year-old classroom (laughs) either. At a certain point, I was like, nope. When the teacher who I was originally beefing with left that classroom and left the facility altogether, I was like, oof, I can't do this. (laughs) And every teacher that was in that room got driven insane. The way the classroom was set up, 
the infants and the toddlers were in the middle and we had windows on one side was a window the other side was a window and then the classroom i was in i was in between two other classrooms that had doors to my classroom there was like a half door so like it was just so open you can see everything there was no privacy not that you need privacy i don't need privacy with your child it's all right <laughs> i don't need that watch me it's cool but it becomes a problem when other teachers that are in the classroom across from you are not doing their job and not teaching their students but standing by the window with their phones recording you that's when it becomes a problem recording their child recording you recording you interacting with other people's children meanwhile their kids are running amok in their classrooms acting crazy but you too busy worried about what i'm doing meanwhile i ain't gonna let nobody harm your child i ain't gonna do nothing to your child but you too busy minding my business trying to do my job instead of doing yours so that's something that we had to deal with then we had this crazy lady and i don't care she's a crazy lady (laughs) that her kid was in there and she was on the other side of the school and every like every little thing oh my lord her kid tripped how did he trip i need you to describe it to me draw a picture tell me in detail i don't know i don't know what this lady wanted she was a cuckoo bird (laughs) and we couldn't do anything her kid stood there and screamed all day all day just stood there screamed all day she heard her kid screaming and she called what's the problem what's going on with him do your job mind your business shut up your kid is screaming you know your kid is screaming you know your kid screams it was known that her kid screamed to the point where family members had to come and sit in the classroom because her kid would not stop screaming we complained enough about her to the point where management stepped in and told her like yo you can't be calling the classroom no more if you call the classroom we're gonna have a problem but shady that was still her little person so When she was around, that kid got special treatment. I mean, yes, the kid had special needs. But me, I'm the type of person that if I do something, I'm going to tell you. There was an instance where the kid got sick and it was my fault. And I was like, yep, this is what happened. I'm going to tell you straight up. Because it it makes no sense to lie or to cover it up. Especially when it comes to kids. You need to be honest. You need to say what happened. And I, like I said, I follow the rules. I do my job. And... If anything goes wrong while I'm in the classroom, it's because something went wrong. It's not because any kid is being mistreated or anything. And I want to be honest because I want that kid to get the best treatment. Like, I want the kid to have the best results. Lying about things or misinforming people only hurts the child. And I don't care if I have to lose my job over a child's safety that the child's safety is way more important to me yeah so she wasn't allowed in the classroom anymore so she would send other parents who were her friends to come and look at the classroom to come and record the classroom look i got fed up and i put paper around my classroom when teachers stopped being in that classroom i was the only consistent person so yes i understood that i had to stay in that classroom for the kids sake These kids were going through so much. These teachers were just leaving. It was not a good environment for the kids. The kids knew that these teachers weren't happy. But they didn't understand. There was reasons for these issues. Such as the bully. Recording people. 
doing things that make these teachers not want to stay. The All these extra rules that are not implemented in other classrooms because these are the most important children in the facility. I don't think that staff's children should be allowed to be part of the roster. And the parents can't do their job because they're so close to their children. Like, yes, if you hear your child crying, you're going to want to go fix it. You're not going to rely on somebody else. So it's not 100% their fault. It's not 100% the bully's fault. Because it's going to drive you insane if you see your kid unhappy. Things started getting really crazy. Teachers was dropping left and right. People were leaving. We felt as if management was trying to make a purge. They kicked the director out, made him so uncomfortable, forced him to resign. And I remember when he left, he cried. And he was like, get your certification and leave and and, and move up. And he's like, because you're a good teacher. And I was like, oh, okay, but I, I liked working there. I didn't want to leave. I had no intention on leaving. I saw what was happening, and I saw why it was happening, and I understood why it was happening until it happened to me. I was very confused. People were getting fired. People were just leaving. You know, I thank God for one person in that place. She was a higher-up as well. I'm, I'm going to call her the sweetheart <laughs> because she was. That's what she was. She helped me through this in a way that I didn't understand at the time. They were well aware that I had just had a miscarriage because I had requested my days off for my for the due date. My due date was in October, so I requested that off. I requested October 10th off. And I explained to them what the situation was, and they spoke about it to me, and they were like, you know, take whatever time you need. It's okay. Like, you know, we're here for you. We understand. So they knew what was going on. This this lady, the sweetheart, she spoke to me on several occasions. She told me her story and related with me. Whatever was relatable for my story, she told me. And like made me feel like I was not alone. She helped me out a lot through this. And I feel bad for giving her a bit of a headache because I, I know for a fact I did. <laughs> Because I was constantly complaining to her because she was the only one that would listen to me. I wasn't in the best headspace. And she saw that. And she reached, she would reach out to me. I remember one day she texted me and she was like, hey, are, are you okay? Or is everything okay? Something like that. Like, I think she said, like, are you feeling okay? Or is everything okay? And I was like, uh, like, I'm sorry the way I acted in work. And I shouldn't have acted that way and blah, 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 blah. And she was like, no. Like, I really wanted to just know how you were doing. Like, I was genuinely trying to speak to you and see if you were okay. But I was so used to the manager inserted themselves into my life outside of work it backfiring so I was just like on at a place where I was like I'm not going to go there I'm not going to have a conversation and I wasn't even sure if she was trying to level with me in that way we didn't have a lot of teachers I was the only constant in the classroom and I did not have all my certification I was in the midst of getting my certification this is another issue that I had had they told me that I can do in-person certification and I'm the type of person, my learning disabilities, I need the in-person. Or they said we could do online. Most people wanted to do online because they didn't have the time. But I know myself and I couldn't do couldn't do online and I had to do in-person. I explained this to the sweetheart and um, 
they had told me, oh, we can't and I have no choice and I have to do it online. And she was, she had told me like, no, you're going to go in person and you're going to do it. I don't know what she did. I don't know if there was a conversation. I don't know what was going on there, but I went in person and I'm so grateful for her for doing that. Whatever she did, the atmosphere in the classroom was getting so bad that the children didn't want to be in in there. Because the teachers who were in and out of that room were so unhappy. The teachers that were in the facility were generally unhappy. They didn't like the way things were being run. It was very clicky. You were in Shady's little group <laughs> with, her little, with her little ogre minion. Because there's another lady. Her name will be Ogre. And so when Shady and Ogre and all their little, their little minions would get together, it was like a thing they were the favorite teachers and they could do no wrong and me and the other floater we had spoke and we felt as if they made it seem as if we weren't knowledgeable because we did not have kids most of these people had kids so the lady that I had originally gone into it with she had a child who was in the facility but she wasn't a problem parent like she was really like my kids over there it's your job right now if you need me let me know which is a good attitude it's like okay you have your one-year-olds there's two teachers in the classroom there's eight one-year-olds who are learning to walk who are all over the place putting everything in their mouth there's only two of us and they're running around throwing all the toys on the floor this kid's on the table that kid's jumping from this this kid is over here this one's opening door this one's running out the classroom the one-year-old classroom sucks <laughs> you gotta have a lot of patience for that and a good strategy and well-trained teachers we had none of that it was just mostly just me <laughs> and the kids knew that we were getting frustrated the kids knew i was getting frustrated they had to keep on sending subs from another company to come into these classrooms because nothing i remember i think it was like the day before thanksgiving we had to combine a few classes because we were so short staffed we were like losing and then half of the class was sick like it was such a stressful environment and to feel like the parents and the staff does not want your opinion because you don't have a child meanwhile i would i, I could have had a child but i just didn't have a child i lost my child so th- that that messes with you mentally like, you know, I could be more important. I could be more valued if I had my child and I, I didn't have my child. So this is wrong for me. And like, they really made it feel like if you were not a parent, like if you did not have a live child, that you didn't know what you were doing. But I have had six years of experience. It was starting to break me. It was really like, oh, my opinion is not valid because I can't keep a kid alive. So all these things piling up in the job. And I really started losing it because it was becoming the holidays and I didn't have my kid. I wanted my kid. And I, I was mentally checked out. And I, I verbalized that often to management. I told the ogre, <laughs> I told Shady, and I told the sweetheart, and I told other. I told the higher up lady. I told her as well. I'm like, I'm mentally, I cannot. Mentally, I can't do this. I need somebody in the classroom with me. I'm okay to show up to work, but... I can't have it all put on me. At this point, I was not like, you know, I'm not getting paid the head teacher money. I can't. No, mentally, I cannot do this because it's not good for me right now. I don't mind (laughs) getting my low pay and doing my low paid job in the mental state I was in. I got to a point where I couldn't. 
I couldn't do it anymore. Even the floaters were having issues with the bully and didn't like it. Other staff didn't like the way the bully would act when their kid was in a classroom. That teacher would come out of her classroom, call your classroom, record. Like, I thought the cuckoo bird was bad. But the bully was something else because she was sneaky. Because she came off like she was a nice person. But she was not. She let the devil use her. She would poke everybody. You know, we would we would complain. We would say it makes us uncomfortable. Like, we don't want her just staring at us. Like, she would stand by the window and stare and record. Like, I didn't give my consent to be recorded. I don't understand. <laughs> like, how is that okay? To record somebody without their consent. Like, I gave consent to the job to record me from their camera, but not you from your iPhone. Like, she would come in and say things like, you need to read them this book. You need to tell them this. You need to do circle time like this. You need to do that. And I was like, when the hell did she get promoted? She, or she would call and say, oh, I, so, I see this kid doing, like, even not even for her kid anymore. Like, oh, I see this kid doing this. Um, Maybe you should do this about it. Like, oh, let, let me be more specific. So there was a time, there was there was a cup on the counter. It was her child's cup. I was in the corner. She didn't see me. I was out of her line of vision. And another kid came and put that cup in their mouth. I grabbed the cup from that kid, brought it over to the sink, washed it with soap, all of that, hot water, everything, because that kid was always sick. And I was not going to give that kid that cup back. She came running, busting in the room snatched the cup and left she didn't know that I washed it because from where I was standing you can't see me but it's like why are you able to see that you have a full classroom she had older kids I think she had like 18 kids in her classroom mind your kids and stop minding my she would call and say oh I saw that this kid was jumping around when you was doing story time. Maybe next time you should try this and that. Like, lady, come on. If I'm asking you for your advice and your techniques, that's fine. Give them to me. But I wasn't seeking them. And for you to come in and just provide your advice unwanted is a little insulting it's like hey you don't know what you're doing so let me tell you something you know there's a way to do it but she was not doing it right like there was so many other things going on in there that I finally got fed up at one point and I was like I can't do this this was after I had a, a huge breakdown we had a staff development day and it was not in the facility, it was somewhere else. And I cannot tell you anything that happened that day. I'm usually the first one to pay attention in all staff developments because I, like I say, I want to be on top of my game. I want to do everything by the book. I don't know what the hell was going on that day because I could not. From the moment I walked into that place, like, and, and now I'm getting emotional because from the moment that I walked into that place, I lost, I was crying. I couldn't deal. Like, the sweetheart saw me there, and she just, she hugged me, and she told me, like, it's gonna be okay, and she was really there for me. Like, she really calmed me down, but, like, I really couldn't. I was hysterical. I was hysterical crying because it hit me that I was not gonna have my baby for the holidays, and I couldn't, I couldn't deal with it. I, I couldn't accept that. 
that's when things became real for me for my birthday all I wanted was to be with my baby people asked me what do you want to do for your birthday I, I wanted to be with my kid that's what I wanted and I didn't have that so I lost it I was crying the whole time the whole day I was crying and I felt so bad like somebody had came up to me I don't know if the ogre had came up to me or somebody one of them one of them little bitches came up to me and was like is everything okay and I just picked up my head and I looked and I put it back down it's not that I was trying to be rude or be disrespectful but I was not in the mental space to deal with anybody with anything I couldn't do it that day was such a like it just hit me that day of all days it hit me that day they ended up sending me home early that day because I couldn't I was in the bathroom hysterical crying and the sweetheart was just like you gotta go (laughs) and I was like I'm sorry I'm so sorry but couldn't be there I was I wasn't learning anything I was stopping other people from learning and you know that's not fair so yes I didn't need to be there and then after that, things just went bad. I was at my breaking point. I couldn't do it anymore. Well, I felt like I kept on getting bullied. And I wasn't the only one. Other people felt like they were getting bullied by these group of women. It, it came to a point where uh, I, I did not act <laughs> in the most professional way. They kept having me in the classroom by myself. And I was losing my mind. <laughs> and I couldn't do it. These kids were just screaming throwing things it it was just a stressful environment the parents weren't helping because everything was an issue I got talked to like oh you're not being professional you're not warm and welcoming of course I'm not welcoming I'm mourning (laughs) so no I'm not warm and welcoming at this time I am to the kids I don't give the kids attitude I was loving on those kids I was there for those kids but you're an adult you're a grown-ass adult and you know, you should know that people go through things. Like, I'm, I am I can't with this narrative of you're in customer service, you have to put on a fake smile. First of all, I am not an actress. You know how much money actress get paid? You're not paying me that money, so I'm not going to hide my feelings for no fucking $15 an hour. That's not how much I was getting paid. I was getting paid a lot more. But you can't tell me I need to hide my feelings. If I'm not straight up disrespecting you or giving you a direct attitude if I'm not sitting there with a smile like a psychopath it should be okay you know that's weird (laughs) like I wouldn't want to put my kid in a classroom or even go to the teller or whatever to the person that's just uh, with a smile on their face like uh you don't have feelings you a crazy person you're a psychopath (laughs) like it's I can't with that customer service does not mean you have to kiss people's ass they kept telling me I need to be better because I'm, I'm in the customer service business and I need to make sure that the parents are happy. And oh, yes, I need to make sure that the parents are happy, of course. All the other parents were okay except the little band of merry men <laughs> who was out here ruining people's like attitudes. Like it was y'all. <laughs> y'all was ruining the atmosphere. If your employees don't feel safe, especially if you're the reason why your employees don't feel safe, you're not going to have a productive work environment. Staff was dwindling. Um, every other day, somebody was leaving. <laughs> I had no intention of leaving that place. I loved working there. So I just didn't want to be in that classroom because when they decided I was a floater during this times, 
and I went and I floated and they put somebody else in that classroom, I had the best day. I was good. These kids listened. It was fine. I worked with the other teachers well. There was no issue. It was that specific classroom. I, I got to a point where I couldn't do it anymore. I decorated that whole classroom. The day before I got fired, I took all my stuff down because I was like, I'm not going to be in this classroom anymore. I text the sweetheart and I said, I can't be in this classroom anymore. I emailed the, the head lady. I said, I can't be in this classroom anymore. I'm being bullied and I need to be removed from this classroom immediately. I emailed them when I got home and I said, I'm not going back to the classroom. Let me Attentions were already high. There was already a lot of issues. It was bright and early, ready in the morning, eight o'clock in the morning, because <laughs> that's the time they came. And I had these kids. I had one kid on my hip. Um, I was on my way to change the child. And the bully bursts in the room. Her husband was dropping off the was dropping off her kid and she burst in the room and she was like, So let me tell you, my kid is unhappy and they're never unhappy coming into this classroom and if something changed, you're not giving a happy environment to my child and you're focused on these other kids and you're not paying attention to my kid. Like you want to go and you're going to change this kid's pamper every morning when you could just tell the parent that they need to change the pamper and blah, 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 blah. And just going off and saying, you're not doing this and you're not doing that and you need to do this. You're going to stay in this classroom and blah, 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 blah. And I felt the time. You have your baby daddy, you're in here, and you're just berating me in front of this other person. If we was in the streets, I would have punched you in your face. That's big facts. It took everything in me not to do that because you're not going to disrespect me like that. My response to her after she went on her whole tyrant was, that's fine because I'm not going to be in this classroom anymore after today. And she was like, what? What are you talking about? What does that mean? Nothing. Don't worry about it. So I took everything down. I took all my stuff down. Everything that I created. I created everything in that classroom. And I took everything down. I said, I'm not doing this. I emailed everybody. I texted everybody. I said, I'm not going to be in that classroom tomorrow. You better find another teacher because I am not doing it. I was constantly coming to management and telling them that this lady was a problem. And they did not listen to me. Even that day, the hired outside person knew the ogre. Let me tell you the ogre's position. She was the family coordinator like uh, the she was her job in a sense was to make sure that the families and the staff were communicating well so the outside hired person knew her and was like you know what I'm gonna go talk to her because I didn't like the way that lady came in and spoke to you talking about the bully so she went and she spoke to her and I think she like shooed her out of the office and I requested to speak to her. I kept requesting to speak to her. I was like, look, you are the family connection. So I need to speak to you about the families. I need to speak to you about the parents. I need you to do your job. And she refused to speak to me. Oh, go talk to the sweetheart. No, I don't have time for this. You don't have time to do your jobs. What the fuck are you doing in your job? If you don't got time to do it. So she had refused to speak to me. So the next day I came into work. And I didn't go into that classroom. I refused to go in that classroom. Now, that was not professional of me. I should not have done that. But, you know, we are here now. We make mistakes and we have to move on from them. I refused to go in that classroom. So Shady and the ogre pulled me into another classroom and said, wait here. Okay, so I'm waiting there. You need to go in your classroom. That's not my classroom. 
My name is not on there. I'm not on any of the paperwork. When the people would come to do inspections, I wasn't in that classroom. I was a floater because my paperwork was floater. I was not a teacher in that classroom. So I didn't need to go to that classroom because that wasn't my classroom. She thought she was going to bully me into going to that classroom. I told her, no, I'm not going back in that classroom. She's, oh, we don't have nobody else to go in that classroom. That's not a, that's not a me problem. That's a you problem. That's not a me problem. That's a management problem. That's a you problem. It, it became a thing of us going back and forth. I told her, I can't do this. I'm, I, I'm, I told her, I keep coming to you guys, telling you guys that I can't be in this classroom. And as management, you guys are supposed to fix that situation. And you guys are not fixing that situation. So I'm not going back in that classroom. Still going back and forth, arguing with me. Oh, you can't. You, you're saying you can't do this. You're not mentally stable and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you're right. I'm fired. Drop the paperwork. Let's go. Oh, come with me to the office. So her and Shady are sitting there. After observing your behavior, we think that maybe you should take some time away from here and seek some mental help because you really need it. And I think you will really benefit from it. No, don't talk to me like that. We're not going to do this. Yes, I do need some help. But I was like, I'm not going to take that condescending help from you. It became a thing of, well, you need to leave. You need to leave because you're you're not mentally stable to be here. They kept berating me. They kept saying things. And I told them, I said, oh, you guys are taking the side of these people. I keep telling you guys I'm getting bullied. You guys keep taking their side. You guys don't value my opinion because I don't have a kid. But you value every other opinion. And... I'm going back and forth with them. I'm talking to them and they're like, well, you need to leave. You need to work on yourself mentally because you're not stable. You're not mentally stable. So I got up and I left. And then Shady follows me out the building. Why are you following me? You want me to leave, right? Oh, but what what's going on with you? About You want me to leave. You asked me to leave repeatedly. Then when I get up and leave, it's a problem. I, I left with the assumption that I was fired because they kept telling me that I was fired. <laughs> so... They kept going back and forth from you're fired and you need to seek mental help and um, maybe take some time. So my last thing was I'm fired and I left. Here's where things got a little crazy. I walked home. <laughs> I walked home from there and I did not leave, live close. It was a good 40 minute drive <laughs> and I walked home, mostly home, not all the way, but mostly. I was like, fine, whatever. I'm going to go look for another job and I'm going to pursue this legally. And then... I get an email saying that I'm not allowed in the building because I threatened to burn the school down. Uh, what? <laughs> like, okay. So it was like, after the things that transpired today, you're no longer allowed in the building because you're threatening the, the safety of the children. <laughs> what? Okay. So that was a thing. Uh, apparently, I threatened to burn down the building with children inside. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that never happened. These people were crazy. I did say that this place was going to get shut down and it was going to crumble and all this other stuff with the way that they were running management. But in no way does that translate to I'm going to burn down a school with children in it. Now, this place screwed me so bad. They said, they said, oh, you have to meet with us at this time and day because we need to discuss something. They never said what they needed to discuss. I responded with, well, the ogre told me I was fired, so why do I need to go and talk to you? And they said, well, you have to come to this meeting. Didn't say anything after that. I couldn't file for unemployment after that because apparently they said I wasn't fired. They said I, they never fired me. So I couldn't get unemployment. <laughs> and that screwed me during COVID. That really 
fucked things up for me during COVID. And I hope they're proud of this. I hope they're happy. All these God-fearing women, I hope that they're happy that they let the devil use them in such a severe way. I hope they're proud of themselves. (laughs) So I was dealing with that. I will fight you, but I will go back and replay the argument in my head and see what I where I was wrong. I have no problem admitting when I'm wrong. Even if I don't do it in the moment, I'll I'll look back and I'll see where I was wrong. And I have no problems apologizing. I have no problems admitting to myself that I that I messed up. So I was very confused. I didn't see where I messed up. I was beating myself up. I was like, what did I do? I loved this job. I don't understand. Like, what I did that messed up was I went into another classroom. If I would have just sat in the office and told them I can't go in that classroom and handled it, like, didn't have an attitude and say, well, if you're going to put me in this classroom, then I'll just go home. I guess walking out would be better instead of letting the ogre and the shady person berate me and tell me I was fired and provoke me because that's what they did they provoked me and I think they did it on purpose I think they knew what I was going through and they provoked me because they they were trying to they were trying to clear house I didn't think I was one of the people they had told me I was not one of the people that they were trying to get rid of but I guess at some point I became too much of a problem for them to deal with so they wanted to get rid of me I I did I really beat myself up made things worse was I told my cousin what happened and her immediate response was well what did you do I was already beating myself up I was already at a low point and I felt like wow um I explained to her everything that was going on with this job I spoke to her all the time about what was going on and it was like well it was your fault so like what did you do and I I feel like she has this perception of me of that I am not a professional person and that I am very emotional and dramatic and act on impulse. Yes, I am emotional, dramatic, and I act on impulse. I have reasons to do that. But I thought I really changed in work. I went from punching co-workers to not. <laughs> I feel like I grew a lot. And the fact that that wasn't being seen by people close to me hurt me on top of the many things that were hurting me as well so I got into a whole huge argument with her because I'm like yo um I kind of need you to be here for me I kind of need you to not kick me while I'm down right now and you know tell me I'm a good person but that wasn't something that was gonna happen so it just became an argument and I ended up driving to her house in like the middle of the night to argue with her and she couldn't even do that (laughs) we couldn't even have an argument it was are you crazy what's wrong with you you must be insane how are you gonna come to my house like this and blah 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 blah. she tried though she tried to end it with like I I broke down and I told her I was like I can't oh I'm getting emotional (laughs) I was like I can't um I can't right now I didn't like myself I didn't like that situation. I really liked that job. And I lost it. And that was traumatizing. I was still very upset about my baby. And I felt like, you know, somebody close to me wasn't supporting me. And I was going through a lot. And I didn't, at that moment, I didn't care 
about myself anything like I was telling her I don't even want to get married I was already engaged at this point I didn't want to get married I didn't want to be me I just wanted something different I just wanted to feel better and um I didn't feel better after that conversation I mean it's not her fault she handled the situation the way she knew how to but you know that hurt so that was another thing that I had to deal with and that's what set me over the edge I lost it and I that's when it became the peak of my depression after we had the miscarriage I became very much a pothead I smoked every day and that was my life I just smoked every day because I didn't want to deal with life I wanted to be in a different state of mind where I didn't have to worry and think about the things I was going through after that I became a different person (laughs) I became somebody else but this is where I will leave things. Next episode, I will be having a guest. I will be having a licensed therapist on. My godmother. So we were going to be talking about um, some of my coping mechanisms. And past things and traumas that I have already spoken about. <laughs> through a professional's view. So that is what will be on next time. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. Thank you guys for listening to all the episodes. I hope you continue to listen. And I hope that my story is reaching somebody.